Hey, welcome everybody. Glad that you're here. Uh, my name is Steve Childs and this is my weekly devotional called Straight from the Heart. Glad that you are joining in today. Uh, welcome to, on this Wednesday, March the 10th from wherever you are today. Hey, as we get started, uh, as always, yeah, it, when you come online, if you don't mind uh, putting your name in the comments, just let me know that you're there. That helps me know who's watching. And I want to give a shout out to all of my friends, uh, both locally and around the country who, who tune into this. Uh, you guys are just such great supporters and thank you for the wonderful feedback you give me from time to time and uh, the encouragement that means the world to me. Hey, I want to do something special today. I've realized uh, I haven't given away a, one of my devotional books in a while and uh, so to, when you when you log in, uh, when you put your name in the comments, tell me where you're from just in case I don't know and uh, I will, to the person who is the furthest away I, in the continental United States, I'll be happy to send a, a signed copy of my book and if you've already got it, uh, you can just use it as a gift to give to someone else, but I would love to love to give give a book away. And thank you. Many of you have asked about my second devotional book, and I've gotten started on that. I've actually pulled all the devotionals that I'm going to use for that, and I am in the editing process now. I hope to have that to the publisher by uh, summertime and uh, hopefully out by either late summer or first of fall. So thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for your prayers uh, for that. Uh, also, uh, thanks again for those of you who have asked about my sermon series that we're currently doing called Faces of Hope. We're looking at people who have connected with Jesus and uh, the hope that Jesus gave them. And this is just, I've gotten such great feedback so far on this series. Um, and if you would like to join in that, we do it live. We live stream those at nine o'clock and 1030 on Sunday. Uh, but I know that many of you are parts of other churches and you can always go to our website, church website, or our church Facebook page, chartelchurch.org or the Chartel Church on Facebook. And what and what yet? Or you can always go to to my website, God's Word for You Today com and there you can get access to my daily devotional that I write you can get access to the Sunday messages that I'm speaking or you can also get access to these Wednesday devotionals that I do so um, if you like any of that you can go to that God's word for you today uh, again I um, kicked a series off a, a few weeks ago actually this is the fourth lesson in this series on the names of God and uh, if you've missed any in this series, again, you can go to my, my personal Facebook page and scroll down, or you can go to godswordforyoutoday.com and go down and click on Straight from the Heart in that image, and that'll take you to the YouTube link where you can watch any of them that you want. Now, kick it off with a couple weeks of just talking about why the names of God are so important. And then last week, um, I started uh, sharing about the name Father. God is our Father, and uh, what an incredible name that that is. And sometimes, again, we 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 forget that um, when the Bible was written, God was thought of as being so otherly and so far away that no one could touch Him, no one could really contact Him or connect with Him. And um, it, it was one of those things that you know God seemed unknowable, untouchable, unreachable. And so, when God began to reveal Himself as a Father. Uh, all of a sudden, it, it just changed everything. And if you weren't with me last week, I talked about the fact that, you know, when God, God revealing himself, Father reminds us that it makes him understandable, that we have this image we can understand. It made God approachable. Uh, it was his identity that God really is a father. He's the one who gave birth and life to us. 
um, that when we look at God as our Father, it is uh, it showed His desire that He has for intimacy and relationship. That God didn't want to just be up there or out there uh, looking down on us, but that God wanted to be close. He wanted to be intimate. That He wanted to have a relationship. And also, it showed that name shows God's compassion on us. Psalm 103 said, "Just as a father has compassion on his children." So God, so our Lord has compassion on us. And uh, that's what we talked about last week. I want to pick that up this week and uh, finish this out on, on, on God as our Father. Ready to go? Here we go. I want to give you a few thoughts. Again, we're talking about why did God choose Father as one of his names and what are the implications of that for us? Um, as a father, this hit me when I, when I was writing this. It, it, it reminded me again, as our father, God is our model for living. God becomes our model for living. Um, I'll bet uh, a lot of you can look at how you are and some of the things that you do. And I'll bet that many of you have uh, instituted in your own life, have modeled a lot of the stuff that you do, the way that you act, uh, so, you know, some of the behavior that you have, uh, some of those kinds of things after your father, because that's the natural way that we tend to live. And that was the way that God intended it, both from our earthly father, but also for him as our father. Um, yeah, I remember years ago uh, when we were living in Pennsylvania, I was uh, uh, out cutting grass one day out in our backyard. And uh, as I'm walking around, Wanda had uh, the, the boys out in the yard. They were very little then and they were playing uh, on another part of the yard. And as I was making laps around the yard with the mower, I, I happened to look back and Ben had taken his little plastic mower that he had and he was walking behind me, pushing his little plastic mower as I was p pushing the big power mower, you know, that kind of thing. And, and he did that for several moments. And, and I thought of that when I was writing this, remembering how, you know, that's, that's the intuitive, instinctive nature that God put in us, that we are to be like our father. And, and that's the great challenge that God gives to us living out our lives here on earth. Uh, Ephesians 5.1 in the Passion Translation, I love this. It says, be imitators of God in everything that you do, for then you will represent your father as his beloved sons and daughters. Can I read that again? Be imitators of God in everything you do, for then you will represent your father as his beloved sons and daughters. And... Um, I love that. That word imitate that's used there, the Greek word is actually a word that means to, to mimic or to mime. In other words, we are to watch God and we are to act as God acted, speak as God would speak and do as God would do. He becomes our model that way. Um, Jesus you know, brought this up a couple of different times in, in trying to help us understand that you know, God is that, that model for us uh, in Luke 6.36, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> Luke 6.36, choking on my cough drop, Jesus said, be merciful <coughs> just as your father is merciful. Again, God as our father makes him our model. Okay, my voice will come back in a minute, hang on there. Okay, 
He's our model. Second thing I, I thought of um, with this is that this idea of God as our Father, it makes it a, a very welcoming image for prayer. Think about this with me for a second. How did Jesus teach us to pray? Remember? Sure you do. Matthew chapter 6, Jesus said, This then is how you should pray. Our Father who is in heaven. Now, why would Jesus teach us that? Why would he teach us to pray that way? Because leaning into God as our Father, again, it makes, it makes God approachable. It makes prayer not this performance that we have to do you know, or this dance that we have to do. And, uh, we don't have to think about a lot of flowery words. We don't have to, to give our Father a speech. All we have to do is to share with our Father what's on our heart. Um, that's why Jesus, and also in Matthew 6, said, you know, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. You know, again, God, God's not interested in us using uh, a lot of flowery words. In fact, in my message Sunday, and I was talking about uh, this whole idea of redeeming hope, and I was talking about the fact that, you know, God is not, is not concerned about the words that are coming out of our mouth. He's concerned about the attitude of our heart, and we get so stuck on this idea that, you know, we've got to find the right words to say in a prayer to get what we want, or we have to find, you know, the, some flowery way of saying it to convince God what we need. But Jesus says, you know, no, when you come to prayer, pray this way, our Father in heaven. You know what? One of the things I, 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 we love about our, our, our dads is that we don't have to give speeches to our dad. Our Father loves us. And he is already willing to give us what we're asking for. If it's something that we need, you understand that. It's just it's a beautiful, beautiful, welcoming image for prayer. Um, you know, I would, I would challenge you a little bit at this point because I, I think that a lot of us, when we come to God, um, we, it's almost like we see God across this chasm somewhere that we have to reach instead of really thinking about God as our Father who is right here and right now that we can connect with, okay? It's a beautiful image for, for prayer. Uh, another reason that this idea of God being our Father is so important is that it gives us a really beautiful understanding of God in difficult times. Um, it gives us a beautiful understanding of, of God in difficult times. Um, our grandson Maddox, uh, a couple days ago, uh, was out at, in, out back and behind our in our, our backyard, our back our back patio, riding his scooter back and forth, which he loves to do. And uh, I was sitting at the table with our granddaughter Joe Lee. Uh, we were eating, and all of a sudden, I, I heard Maddox just crying, and he came in, and he had. Um, uh, has fallen and he had his knee all torn up and um, he, he came in and I put my arm around him and I talked with him and we started cleaning off all of that kind of stuff and I, I thought about how you know when we we go through difficult times how that is that is the nature of our God Psalm 34 says that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and when I realized that God is a father, all of a sudden I have this image when I'm going through a hard time or a difficult time, you know, 
dads are dads are those guys who who come and they they put an arm around us they're they're there for us they're encouragers for us they're support for us they help us in any way that we need help and again that was the image that jesus was trying to convey matthew chapter 6 here's what jesus says says look at the birds they don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them now listen to what he says Aren't you more valuable to your heavenly father than they are? Can all of your worries add a single moment to your life? In other words, Jesus says, you know what? You know, God takes care of all the rest of this world and you're the most important thing in this world to him. So you can, you can relax. God is going to be there for you when you need him. Matthew 7, Jesus said, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Now, make eye contact for a second. I just really want you to hear my heart on this. If you're going through a difficult time right now, maybe you've had a physical setback, um, maybe you've had a financial setback, maybe you're going through an extremely difficult time relationally with someone, uh, maybe it feels like your world is falling apart, and, and, and I'll bet somewhere in the back of your mind you've asked this question, where is God? And I can answer that question for you. He's right there. He's right there where you are. Sometimes God feels a long way away, but that's just because we're dealing with all this emotional stuff. Because God never is a long way away. He is our Emmanuel, the God who is with us. He has promised he will never leave us or forsake us. So if you're going through a difficult time right now, here's what I can tell you. Your God is near. You can lean into him. His eye is on the sparrow and I know he watches you. That makes sense? Yeah. Let me give you another one. When we think of God as our father, it helps us not to fear God so much when we fail him or when he is correcting us. When we think of God as our Father, it helps us not to fear him so much when we fail, uh, or, and it doesn't help us, it helps us not to fear so much, you know, when, when he's correcting us. Um, I, I, I love what Proverbs 3 says, Proverbs 3, 11 and 12, it says, my child, don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when he corrects you. For the Lord corrects, listen to this, those he loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. Um, every single one of us, this is what I was talking about Sunday in this, the message I did on, on redeeming hope. Every single one of us fail God. Um, the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's you, that's me, that's every single person on planet Earth. First um, John 1 says, if you say you're without sin, you're kidding yourself. And the truth is not in you. But here's the deal. But if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And our God, when, when, when we fail, he's, he's not a, a cop, you know, ready to, you know, a cop, got a cosmic cop who, who wants to, you know, arrest us. He's not, you know, he's not a, 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 a punisher who's ready to punish us. He is a father who stands with open arms. Do you remember the prodigal son? 
who, who, who spent everything that he had, blew all of his inheritance. And when he came home to his father, do you remember that story? You know, the father didn't, you know, didn't kick him out. The father didn't say, you know, I don't know who you are. Get away from me. The father didn't reject him. The father didn't mock him. The father didn't stand on the porch and said, I knew you'd come crawling home someday. I told you this would, you know, the father didn't do any of that. You remember what the father did? The father ran to where the boy was and he scooped him in his arms and he lifted him and he kissed him. That's the redemptive love of a heavenly father. So when you fail God or I fail God, you know, we don't have to be afraid about coming to him because his arms are open wide to us. And, and when we feel the, you know, the conviction of God's Holy Spirit, when we feel him correcting us, when, you know, when we, when we feel God, you know, working in those ways, you know, we don't have to be afraid of that. God is not correcting us uh, to, to shame us. God is correcting us to make us more of who he created us to be. God desires for you to become the best version of yourself. Um, I, uh, Juan and I are, are, again, we have our grandkids a lot, and, and one of the things I'm, I'm trying to work on with Maddox, who is 10 now, um, is teaching him the right way to ask for things. And you probably have done this with your kids, uh, teaching him to say please and teaching him to say thank you. Um, and he'll come in and he'll go, I'm thirsty. And I'll go, so? And I, I want something to drink. And I said, that's not how you ask for it. Can you get me something to drink? That's not how you ask for it. You know, I, I said, you need to say, may I have something to drink, please? And, 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 and what's interesting is I've done that over and over and over again, and now he's starting to catch on. He'll catch himself. He'll say, I want something. Oh, may I please have something to drink? And I'm watching him evolving in that. Now, why am I doing that? Am I doing that because, you know, I want him to show respect to me? Uh, maybe a little, but that's not, the, that's not the part of it that I want. What I want is I want him to learn how socially to be able to be uh, uh, the kind of guy who, who knows how to have conversations with people and ask things in the right way so that he doesn't tick people off or drive people away. I'm trying to help him become the best version of who can, he can be. And you know what? That's exactly what God does for us. We don't have to fear his correction. We don't have to fear. God's arms are open wide. Let me give you one more. This model of God, this image of God is so important. Please don't miss this. And this will be for some of you and for some people that you know. For some of us, God is the father that we never had. God is the father that we never had. Here's what I know. Some of you, when you hear the word father, that's not necessarily a pleasant image for you. Um, there are some of us that we grew up and our dads were nice guys. Our dads were loving and kind. They were strong but gentle. They were encouragers. But I've been around long enough to know that <clears throat> that's not everybody's story. Some of you grew up with fathers who were neglectful. Some of you grew up with fathers who were uh, angry. Some of you grew up with fathers who were alcoholics. Some of you grew up with fathers who were abusive. You, some of you have had fathers who have hurt you deeply. And what you need to know is that's not your heavenly father. God wants to become for you the father that you never had. Um, this hit me uh, early in my life. I was uh, in high school. 
And uh, a good friend of mine and I were playing basketball now out by the church in an outdoor court. And we were just shooting around, shooting the basketball and talking back and forth. And he had started coming to our church with me and he was, he was one of my best buds. And, and as we were talking, I, I, I brought up the pastor's sermon from that past Sunday. And, uh, and I said, man, wasn't that a great message pastor did? And my buddy, I'll never forget, he, he just looked at me and he goes, well, I really didn't like it so much. And, and I said, why? Because the pastor did this great message on the prodigal son. And he said, well, he talked about God being our father. And I said, yeah. And he said, Steve, you know what father means to me? And all of a sudden, I realized that the only father that this, my good friend, knew was a stepfather that he had grown up with, who was an alcoholic, who was extremely abusive, who whenever my buddy would walk past him as a young kid, the, the stepfather would raise his hand to him like that, like he was going to slap him. And, uh, and if, if, my, if my friend jumped, the, the stepfather would say, what are you, some kind of sissy? And if my buddy didn't jump, uh, the father would say, what are you trying to bow up on me? And, and he, would, he would really hit him. And so he could never win. But that was, that was the image. And all of a sudden I realized that his experience of father, my experience of father, were really, really different. But that's one of the reasons that God presents himself this way is because for some of you who never had that comforting father, for some of you who never had that loving father, for some of you who never had a dad at all, that he was just never around for, for whatever reason, um, God wants to be that father that you missed out on, who can love you the way you deserve to be loved who can comfort you and strengthen you and, and, and support you and encourage you the way that that was supposed to happen for you. God is a perfect father. And he's the one for some of you that you've always longed for. I love a beautiful verse from Psalm 68, 5 said, God is a father to the fatherless. A judge for the widows is God in his holy habitation. He's a father for the fatherless. And for those of you who always longed for that father to be in your life. God is the father you've been looking for. Let me pray for us today. Father, thank you for this time uh, today. Thank you for this beautiful image that you have given to us of you being our heavenly father. And um, Lord, I, I want to just pray especially today two things. I want to pray for those who are going through difficult times today, who maybe have felt in recent times that it just feels like you're nowhere around. And I just pray that you would draw near to them. I pray that you would put your arm of love around them. I pray that they would sense your presence. I pray that they would see your hand working. Sometimes, God, you're working in ways that we never even imagined. And I pray that you will reveal yourself today for those who need to see that. But Father, I also pray for those who, they, they just never, they never had a good dad. Now, some who never had a dad at all, and for others, Lord, who the image of Father was a, was a very frightening uh, concept. And I pray for them that somehow today, Lord, you'll reach out to them, that you'll let them know that you are not like that at all. You are not a father who will neglect them. You are not a father who will reject them. You are not a father who will abuse them. You are a father who's willing to lay down your life on their behalf. And I pray that today, Lord, maybe for the first time in, in some lives, that you will draw some of these folks close, that you will wrap your arms around them, that you will hold them close to your heart. 
And that today, for the first time, they will feel the love of a father like they have never known. God, we love you so much. Thank you for this day. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, I, uh, a couple things. Uh, one, thank you again for being on here today. And if this uh, video is helpful for you, if this stuff has been encouraging to you, please just do one favor for me. Just share it on your Facebook page. Uh, I know that there are a lot of people out there who need to know that there is a Heavenly Father who loves them just as they are. Uh, also, again, I mentioned this at the beginning. If uh, you uh, would not only put your name in the comments, but if you'll put where you're from, uh, I'll kind of map quest it. And uh, I'd like to send a, a free devotional book to the one who's the furthest away here in continental United States today. So if you'll do that for me, I'll, um, I'll, I'll pull that up and I'll, I'll make a signed copy. And if you don't have a copy of my devotional book, I'll personalize it to you. But if you already got one, I'll just sign it. and You can give it to whoever you want as a, as a gift, uh, just a way to say thank you for that. Uh, next week, uh, I'm going to be talking about uh, El Shaddai, Lord God Almighty. And uh, we're going to talk about what does it mean to have an incredible, powerful God who walks with us every single day. If you'd like a copy of my notes from what I've done on the God as our Father, all you got to do is message me uh, privately, or, or you can even just put it in the comments. I'll be happy to send that to you. And any way that I can pray for you or be an encouragement to you, you know I'm here for you. Hey, I love you guys so much. Thanks for joining in. And this is Steve Childs, straight from the heart. Love you. Bye.